Welcome to Season 3 of the Knowledge from the Couch Podcast. More history, more people, more of the stuff that got you here in the first place. Thanks for listening. One, two, three, jump! Hey guys, what's happening? Welcome to the Knowledge from the Couch podcast, episode number 50. Yes, we made it to 50 goddamn episodes. Guys, what's happening? How are you? Today, another special episode, maybe the most special episode. Uh, You are going to get me and a guest once again. Uh, Not only will you get him with me on this one, but we're also going to be releasing a bonus episode uh, sometime during the next week before our episode number 51, which will be back to me by myself, at least for a little bit. But today's episode, episode number 50, is with a man that I've collaborated with many times before. And obviously, you're going to hear a lot of the stuff that I'm sort of repeating right now uh, in the episode going forward. So I won't waste a ton of of people's time in the intro. Today's episode, episode number 50, is over a man, at least half of it or so, is over a man named Guglielmo Marconi, uh, sometimes um, posted or, or pegged as the father of modern radio. I have Aaron Hogue with me in this episode, and a, a man who is very much into the development and usage of radio and the spoken word therein. Guys, this is a really long episode, but it's super entertaining. I really hope you enjoy it. Guys, episode number 50 of the Knowledge from the Couch podcast right after this. Stick with me. guys so episode number fucking 50 of the knowledge from the couch podcast today oh my god today i have a special guest and i don't want to uh, uh take away from the specialness of my last guest and she's related to me and i'm sure she's listening to this podcast but oh my fucking god i have a real special guest today you uh you've seen him if you've ever followed any of my other work on his video cast, the All Things Action video cast. I've been a guest now, what, four times, I believe, on that show. Um, you will recognize him from there. And uh, yeah, he's pretty dope. And I'm glad to have him on my own show. Welcome, Aaron Hogue, to the Knowledge Couch podcast. Buddy, what's up? Nothing, man. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me on. I, I wanna I wanna start out by saying um it is it's not lost on me that you saved me. For your fiftieth episode, um, 
it worked I, out real, real perfectly that way. I, just I know, about it today. I know. It's it's amazing. It 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 is truly an honor. I know that um, we kind of. I mean, if if anybody has watched when Kyle's been on the video cast, we've talked about this before. Yep. That you know we kind of played off of each other. I remember sitting mm-hmm. at one of our friends' uh, weddings, the receptions, and you being like, I really want to fucking jump into this podcast stuff. Mm-hmm. And I said, I do too, but I have these these two little people in my life that really kind of hold me back from doing stuff <laughs> from right doing now. doing anything, really, and, uh, yeah. And you, in a, in a, a very, uh, really nice way, kind of forced my hand to be like, all right, fucking figure it out, buddy do something that you really like. And so um, I went, I I didn't want to be like, oh, Kyle just started his podcast. So I think I'll fucking start a podcast. I went, all right, I'll do a video cast. It's a little bit different. The other thing too, is you've talked about this in the, in the past too, is like podcasting is not free per se, but um, I, I found that YouTube is free. Mm-hmm. Um, the The only difference is I'm paying on the back end as far as like equipment and fucking storage and stuff like yep. that. And time spent making and everything. A hell of a lot of time. Yeah. Um, and thank you for coming on to the All Things Action video cast on the four different separate occasions that you've been on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to thank everybody who um, follows Kyle in any way in his podcast. And, and because of that has decided to stumble upon the video cast because, um, Kyle's when Kyle is on, it's like having a, and my kids talk about this. It's like having a celebrity on and we actually are, we don't have great numbers, but our best numbers are definitely when you're on. So I can tell like people are like, Oh fuck, I want to see what Kyle's talking about. And, uh, it, it's not lost on me that um that you have an impact on our show and hopefully in a roundabout way we're trying to give you some sort of impact on your show too yeah exactly and i you know i spoke i i appreciate your kind words i i bring my bandwagon with me to to your to your show just to we'll see take it every they, goddamn they, time they like to they like to put a face to the voice even though most of my listeners already know what i look like but you know the randoms who don't you know they get to kind of put the the face of the voice and kind of see you know when i when i started this podcast it was a lot more uh uh in line with um what i wanted to do you know it was like hey it's a history thing i'm going to tell a story about history the end yeah and as time has moved along i've i've gotten a lot more loose with it yeah because i feel like now that i've gotten comfortable with the the format you know my first episode god it took i told this to amber too you know it took me 14 some odd fucking hours to get put it together and it's, it was a 20 like eight minute episode like how does it it's eye-opening isn't it it's a lot of you know it was a lot of uh, trial and error and being very perfectiony for no good reason because in right. the end I, right. I mean when i look at my downloads now i think that teddy roosevelt episode has been downloaded maybe like 300 times which is you know it's fine yeah but for all the work i put into it i have episodes i put in a quarter of the work in my timeliness and they've got just as many downloads you know and it's just yeah. like it's it, things have gotten a lot looser and I really feel like that's where I finally have found like the sweet spot that I like with my show where it just doesn't feel as much like that first few episodes just felt like work because I was like, I want to make a good product. I don't want to make a bad impression. I want to have everything ready to go for my own type of show. And right. now I just kind of, I just kind of wing it because I like to tell a story. And if, if it, if it goes with a very formal, like a, B, C and D the end of the story, or if it's like, here's a general outline, I'm going to, um, riff for a while or like now 
you're talking about in a roundabout way bringing people back to it. I think getting people who aren't just me on the show makes it more of a legit podcast in my mind because now it's not just me looking at a mic and being the dictator of the show. It's me talking to other people about the same sort of thing. And it, it, it gives an interesting uh, perspective to anyone who listens to my show. Hey, it's not just him you know, dicking around, giving us his own opinion, like, why would I give a shit? It's now him and other people that are, you know, they can talk to him and, and they give their own opinion and they tell their own stories and, oh boy, you know, it actually sounds like something reasonable where somebody gave a shit about the show so much to actually come up and talk about it. So, you know, I feel like I'm in a pretty good spot now with the, with the podcast, 50 episodes in now, yeah. which I didn't think I'd ever fucking make it to 10. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, I, I, I think uh, going back to the, the season one, and, and we've talked about this ad nauseum mm-hmm. too, where it's like you're kind of just like speaking out into the ether and, you know, it's like, hey, if anybody's out there, just give me a fucking see, like sign that you're out there. And, uh, you know, I think... I think that you've talked about it multiple times on, on different mediums already that you are getting recognized, even if it's just obscurely and by happenstance, Mm -hmm. it's still really kind of cool. Um, we're still waiting for that, but (laughs) the, the difference, I think maybe after this show, you'll be a little bit more. And the thing for me is like, um, so like we're on Facebook, all things, action video cast, find us there. Um, I'm going to do shameless plugs right now. Yeah, we'll get plugs um, all over yeah, the place in this but, show. Don't worry. But, uh, you know, like we follow, I follow different uh, Facebook pages. Like there's one called The Dad. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you follow that or I not. I am not a father. That's okay. You don't have to be a father <laughs> to follow The Dad. I guess I never but, felt the need to follow The but Dad. But it's one of those things where like that's a that's one of those places where it started to gain enough traction that I could... I could theoretically send them something to be like, hey, guys, just to let you know, I've got a video cast and I do it with my my kids. And this is the way that I bond with my kids. And this is blah, 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 like everybody else does on there. That does shameless shameless promotion. Mm -hmm. And I'd say once they like actually put it out there, it'd be fucking, you know, through the roof because it's something that we really don't see a whole lot is like a dad is hanging out with his nine year old and they're talking about fucking anything under the sun from like a hole in the fucking ISS to, you know, horror movies yeah. sitting down and doing a commentary with a nine year old. To, you know, a video game that the nine year old is totally into and, and it's the just dad like, doesn't the give just a really, shit about really trying hard to yeah. but <laughs> to be a part of it. Yeah. But going back to what you were talking about earlier with your first episode. Yeah. Um I think that it it's not lost on people that that Teddy Roosevelt one, if, if people go back and listen to that, you put a lot, of, you did put a lot of time and effort into that one. Yeah, for sure. And that's the thing is there's so many people that get into this medium and just, they, they, they go, oh, well, and you hear, you hear even people from the top that are just like, oh, dude, all you have to do is just, you record it on your iPad and you put it on your iPhone and you do this with your eye shit and, and it, it fucking is awesome. And it's like, no. To actually do something well, you have to spend a little bit of time mm-hmm. on it, and you actually have to put some thought into it. And so you set the bar for yourself very high to begin with, and mm-hmm. I think that that's something that you need to um, make sure that you're always cognizant of, is that yeah. very first one, you did yourself a huge service by actually putting the time and the effort in and being mm-hmm. like, if I'm going to fucking do this, I'm going to do it the way that I want to do it. And I'm going to do it right. And you took pride in it. And that's, that's a very big thing. And, 
um, to to kind of like leapfrog or jump forward to do that Walking Dead time jump that everybody talks about. <laughs> the, the awesome one where Rick Grimes is six years in and all that bullshit. Yeah. To come full circle and on episode 49 mm-hmm. to have the first guest, mm-hmm. whether it was planned or not. Yep. The, the the culture and the climate that our, our country is in right now, um, us being in the United States, I know you've got people from other countries. I am floored by the fact that people <laughs> from other countries uh, listen to anything from America because, by and large, Kyle, I'm going to tell you guys right now, Kyle is one of the most knowledgeable and cultured oh, people thanks, I know. Um, most of the Americans are, the person you're listening to right now is probably right at the bar. After that, it goes way down. <laughs> Kyle's actually way higher on the bar than than we than I am. And so you guys have to realize we're we if if you think we're a bunch of fucking morons, we are a bunch of fucking morons. I'm sorry to say that. No, nah, I'm just joking. But um to have Amber on, number one, it's awesome. She's your sister. But number yep. two, to have a lady mm-hmm. be the first guest, that's awesome. Super progressive. I uh, my hats off to you for doing the, the best thing and having the right person on Amber. I'm going to tell you right now, you crushed it. Oh, thanks, um, man. And I I was enthralled by what you guys were talking about. Not just the person you were talking about, but the the story beforehand and and hearing about kind of a little bit about her and what she's really into. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that, but I I think it was it was precious to see that you let everybody else kind of in a little bit on your life and, and see kind of what family's like with you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause that was uh, definitely not just a look into her life, but a look into our life yeah, together absolutely. because you know, we're brother and sister. I'm the oldest and she is the youngest, but we've, you know, grown up together. She's known me as long as she's been alive. And, um, yeah, just being able to kind of chit chat as if we were just a couple of siblings talking and having everybody kind of listen in on that. was, was kind of fun to do. And, you know, and, Everybody, we were speaking about this off mic before the show, but uh, uh, just talking about, you know, nobody likes to talk about themselves and and nobody thinks they're interesting in any way and kind of trying to ply that out of her a little bit. You know, eventually you get to that point and, you know, just once you you get in front of the mic and you can obviously tell that Aaron's more of a pro. No offense, Amber, I know you're listening, but he's done radio and stuff in the past, so he, he leaps onto it very quickly. But And it's hard to be in pole position. It I'm going to tell you right now. It is that's really a, that's tough a hard to be, number, spot to be to in. be the first one. Yeah, you know, and I had already done 48 regular episodes plus some mini stuff and the, all the prequels. So honestly, I'm really above 50. But this is the 50th, you know, yeah. formal episode, and she'd never done this before. Most people that you've ever met in your life have never spoken in front of a microphone. Absolutely. Because why would you for any reason? Um, and you know, it's it is tough just throwing her in the chair and saying, "All right, here we go." And I do the intro and I ask her, and she just you know you freeze up, and it's like, well. We'll get there eventually. Let's just keep talking. We'll keep talking, and eventually we're going to find the common ground. And then like that, the floodgates opened, and we just went for it. You know, an hour later, we were still talking. It just it doesn't take a whole hell of a lot to uh, shoot the shit with your friends, you know. So and that's one of the big things I wanted to bring to this show because even I get sick of myself fucking talking about shit constantly. Like, I, as if I'm fucking funny or smart, you know. I just talk to myself, and it's like, oh, yeah, I'll chuckle at some stupid shit that I said. And I'm like, oh, yeah, nobody heard that. It's just me. Right. It's just me. And I thought it was funny. It's nice to have other people around to bounce stuff off of. It's just it's a it's refreshing for me, and it makes it uh, it makes it more fun for me to do this yeah. because Jesus, sometimes you 
you almost feel just, you know, you, you want to be the person who's consistent. You know, I always wanted to be the guy that every week I came out with an episode, I was just the, I learned this from the uh, the Sklar brothers who are, are, are hugely influential to me in terms of guys who are just like pros. You know, the two of them get along so well. Obviously, they're, they're twins. They've worked with each other forever, so they they get each other really well. It's in unison. Yeah. They did, you know, the Jim Rome show as guest hosts for a long time. And then when podcasting was kind of more of an infancy, it's its stage of of newness, they started their own show and, and they they just every week, consistently, every single fucking week they had something. I was just like, these guys never take a fucking break. Every week they've got a show. I couldn't believe it. They were just, you know, so consistent. And and when you get in the world of podcasting, you find just like anything else. There are a lot of inconsistency and a lot of consistency. You'll see some hosts that never miss a week, and they're just on it. Right. And then some hosts just don't give a shit, and they'll put out three shows in a week. Then they might go a month without fucking doing anything. And, and all of a sudden, they come back, and they're like, oh, sorry. Yeah. I, uh, or it's just I random. Like They just kind of do it on their own schedule. Yeah. And it's just like, those guys were pros. So when I started doing mine, I always thought back to when I used to listen to their show constantly and even on repeat i would listen to episodes that i just really liked when they'd have somebody on the like Pat oswald yeah. or something they really liked and i would go wow that was great like it, it was so good that they were so consistent they always had new content even if it wasn't great each and every week they always had something for somebody and i always took you know i took that to heart when i was going to do something because i never wanted to be the douchebag who's like oh, i'm gonna start a podcast and then you do four or five and then you just take a two months off and then come back because at that point, who the fuck's going to listen to you anymore? Like, right. And like consistency anybody- is the hardest thing to to master is, and like you said, it's very easy for someone who is rich, famous, powerful to start a podcast and for it to number uh, just right off the bat be a It'll success. It'll just take off, yeah. Cause for someone who's sitting in his room in Lincoln, Nebraska with, you know, let, let's say a thousand Facebook friends or whatever, you know, and, 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 and really maybe, you know, like a hundred close friends. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then, and then of those close friends, maybe 10 really supportive friends that are, are, you know, li- casually listening. And yeah. then out of, out of those people, maybe five that actually listen on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's really hard. And then it's like, so, yep. so I'm really trying to, I'm trying to put something out there that my friends that listen on a regular basis are going to love. Yeah. My friends that listen on a somewhat often basis yeah. mm-hmm. are going to like. And then the friends that don't listen at all may be finding something that they will find enjoyable every once in a while once because I'm them. I'm fucking yep. putting this stuff out that, hey guys, I still have a podcast. I know it's fucking crazy. It's been a year now, but I still do have a podcast. You know, like yep. Yeah, so I I think it's it, it's pretty incredible, um, you know what what you're doing here, and uh, hopefully by having guests on now, um, it, it it'll help. When you're talking about the uh, the Sklar brothers, obviously they have a, a highly successful uh, podcast now yep. called Dumb Dumb People Town, yep. and the thing that is kind of interesting is is they have kind of figured out like you can't do it on your own all the time. Yep. You can do it on your own a lot of the time. Yeah, but and a lot of those not, guys did do it by themselves so like, a lot of the time. But, like Daniel yep. Van Kirk, mm-hmm. they brought him on. Daniel Van Kirk is a freaking hilarious yep. guy who plays that muse, mm-hmm. and it works for him. And so they don't necessarily have to work so hard. So anytime that you need someone to just fucking come in and riff with you, if you don't necessarily feel like talking history, if you do feel like talking history, 
Number one, I'm I'm a goddamn dummy. Um, I, I I think I've said this multiple times to multiple people in multiple places. Kyle's uh, podcast has actually given me more knowledge than what I got from high school and and junior high and college. Yes, I am a college graduate. It's it's going to be very again. All of you uh, all of you people out there outside of the USA are going to be like this idiot this is the bar that graduated we... <laughs> high school and college this is the bar we set this is the bar just remember that so um <laughs> but yeah i mean it's one of those things where like you're never alone yep you do have a handful of people who are out there who are probably you'd be surprised they're probably clamoring to get on here I again, I feel very fortunate to be here, especially on the 50th episode. Mm -hmm. Um, But regardless, if you would have had me on episode, you know, 56, that it technically holds no significance, Mm -hmm. I would have been fine. 92, you know, like 99, I would have been like, fuck, wait 100. Could could you just wait wait until one one more? Like, (laughs) let's push this, do one more, one more show and then put me on here. But um, it's still one of those things where it's like, you have you have the group of people, yeah. And the fun thing about the podcast is you can go so many different directions with this. It, it's it's just the beginning, you know. You may feel like it's like, all right, I've I've opened the door. This isn't even the door that opens the door to the door that starts the thing. Like this yep. is something that's that's so cool, and I'm I'm so proud of you, and I'm so glad to be part of this right now. Um, and, and, uh, hopefully I do a service to you and not a disservice. Um, I, I can already tell I, I've walked it back in my head. I'm like, I shouldn't have freaking accosted those people out <laughs> like outside of America. I'm just joking with you guys. I love you. Um, awesome. Well, what are, gonna, what are they going to, what are they going to so, fucking do? They're, they're not here. <laughs> yeah. We're in the middle of America. Tr- have fun trying to find us. It's a big yeah, country. I just don't want them to tune out before they, uh, actually hear about some of the stuff that we want to talk about today. Exactly. So. Exactly. Well, I, I appreciate all your, uh, all your kind words about this podcast. It's definitely been a, a labor of love more than anything. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's just a fun deal. It's something I always wanted to do. Like podcasting has been such a big part of my life for the last six, seven, eight years. And, being a part of the listening audience has always been fun, but it's always been, you know, even even weirdly enough, and we'll talk about this in just a second, you know, just the, the idea of being on radio has always been super interesting to me. Just becoming, you know, a fan of talk radio. It's like, well, shit, I can do that. I can talk and be on the radio. Yeah. That seems like super fun to, to be a part of. And, you know, uh, uh, you know, talking more about yourself now, if we want to get a little bit more personal that now that we're done uh, patting each other on the back. Uh, about how we're jerking, each, how, other yeah, jerking each other off. How, how, <laughs> uh, how about you tell these uh, these uh, nine people left listening to the show how like, I, I think uh, four. Yeah. But yeah. About how, you know, what you're about. Like, tell us the, the audience about you in yeah. general and like kind of what you're into and what you kind of like to do. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, once again, Aaron Hogue, all things action video cast, um, otherwise known as dad. AKA dad. Um, and, and, uh, father of two, Samaya, who's 13, and Raiden, who's nine. Um, you see those guys pretty regularly on the show. Um, I am married. I've, uh, been with my wife now as a couple nearly 20 years, which is pretty, uh, damn exciting for me. Um, and so if, if I, 
sound like I know what I'm doing on here. Um, I, I can attribute that to uh, one institution, which is uh, Wayne State College in Wayne, Nebraska. Um, I was the college radio station director for two years and uh, was an on-air personality there for four years, as well as a place called uh, KTCH AM in Wayne. And you got a um, real fucking pro on the show. Yeah. Today. Holy so, shit. so radio has been really kind of besides my kids and my wife and my, you know, just family overall. It's been my other love. It's been my other hobby. Um, you I were used, into it enough to go into college and yeah, pursue it yeah. continuously for multiple years. Absolutely. And I think if um, and we talked about this on the last episode of All Things Action when Kyle was on there, um, had there not been a pivotal shift called satellite radio that came along right about the time as I was graduating. Yep. I think I'd still be in radio right now. Um, I like podcasts a lot more because you can actually drink beers and be <laughs> semi drunk, which I, I feel like I'm starting to get to be, well, but you might not be the only one. Here. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I've always found radio, uh, very sexy for some reason. Um, I think, uh, just as a young kid, I would just sit in my room and listen to FM radio and make mixtapes. And uh, when I was in high school, I was uh, I was in bands, you know, yep. rock and roll bands. And, you know, so in college in the audio world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in college, you know, like I said, uh, college radio director um, at Wayne State College, um, I was able to lead the the crew to get back to back college radio station of the year. Yep, awards in Nebraska. Pretty impressive um, it, because it, there is uh, three gigantic colleges of the University of Nebraska system that also have college radio stations. Yeah, and, and where, fuck where those you, people. Where you was a part of the state college part of you know, yeah. of Nebraska with you and Peru and Shadron. Yeah, so and, we were going and head yours to head were with smaller the, with a big. Oh my I mean, especially god! Especially UNL's got uh, KR and you in here, uh, ninety point three FM. And they're, you know, it's a big college radio station in a yeah. college town, and you guys were beating up on them. And to be honest, I've listened to Karen you, and it fucking sucks, and it was never it does. good. It, it was does. just an indie hellhole, but, yeah. you know, some people are into it. But, yeah, the fact that you were able to compete with much bigger schools with way more resources and be able to beat them out, like, consistently is pretty impressive. Yeah, and, and we talked about that last time, too, um, on the show was, you know, I, I learned on the analog stuff. Like yep. we were just transitioning into digital as I was leaving. I, I got one year of digital. The three years prior to that was all the analog stuff. Um, and like you talked about, when you go up against UNL, they're doing all digital. Yep. But they still aren't teaching the kids the right way to like work with the machines, you know. And so it was, it's, it's very rudimentary. And I still hear that. They've gotten a little bit better, but it's still very rudimentary. Um, but yeah, I mean, and so... When you come from radio, you get indoctrinated by who, who, who was radio? What was radio? Yeah. How did radio come to be? And uh, I hope I'm not segueing in at I, the wrong time. I can see exactly what you're doing, and I was about to uh, uh, applaud you on your sake. See, this is why he's a well, real fucking you. pro. A good, and I'm ruining it because <laughs> I'm I'm stepping on his segue. Let's talk about the cat. Let, oh, yeah. I've got two cats. There's a cat just walking around our feet right now. She doesn't know what the fuck is going on. Why there's another dude in here just screaming at another guy at, yeah. at each other. I can only imagine how loud we are without the headphones on. You you never really know when you're on monitor how uh, how fucking <laughs> how Come loud. Come here, kitty. Yeah. <laughs> 
But uh, touch you. Your 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 history, your 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 knowledge of radio and just liking it a lot. You know, you always told me that you were never much of a of a history buff. You know that you no, learned, I wasn't learned a lot from what I said. And I have been. Yeah. For a long time, I used to fucking sit at my grandma's house, and she had this like old ass, nineteen sixties era like encyclopedia set, you know, yeah. from when my dad was a kid, and I would just fucking take a volume out and just read it and just look through it, and be like this is interesting. I just sit on the fucking ground like a dumbass nine year old and be like, I'm reading an encyclopedia. That was what I did, and I don't know what it was, but the worldview that I got from it, and just like just imagining what else was going on besides my little hovel, you know, in the, in the yeah. Holy ground, uh, Nebraska, you know, taught me to really enjoy like not only, you know, <laughs> what was going on, but history in general. And, you know, you were probably never into that sort of thing like I was, but interestingly enough, you were so into one radio yeah. that of course, when you're into one thing really badly, and you, this isn't the only thing you're really into. Cause you're, we'll talk about this uh, later. You'll hear us talk about it on another version of this show. Your love of, of of film and and comics and media that yeah. way you you've yeah I mean if you're if anybody's in love with a certain thing you always go backwards because you want to see where it came from what it was like right. at a certain point when you weren't really paying attention to it or when you were there and young with it you can watch it evolve from like hey I liked this when I was ten and now that I'm in my thirties this is what it's like and I can tell yeah. you about how things have evolved and stuff and that's just history as well well and radio is the one thing that I I found I appreciated so much that I wanted to learn a little bit more about it yeah you exactly know? And, and but I, I don't know if anybody else out there is like this um my brain has and I, I don't know maybe this is just fucking generic and everybody has this but my brain actually has a separate memory compartment for pop culture specifically like fucking music lyrics and movie knowledge and i don't know why but <laughs> at a very young age i'd hear a song once and i'd be able to recite the yeah. lyrics of that song and mm-hmm. so i i just remember like being a little kid and we'd be you know with with somebody else's parents sitting in their car waiting for something and I don't remember a lot about my my youth, but one of the things that always comes to mind is like sitting in a car and they're the parents sitting in the front. We're sitting in the back. Music's playing. And I'm singing along to the song as obs- it'd be like a, a brand new song. I, yeah. re- I just to just to for for shits and giggles um uh billy joel's we didn't start the fire yeah. came out and i don't remember if you remember that song it was like it was it happened to be a little bit about history yeah. isn't that weird that yeah. i remember the song about history <laughs> but i remembered all the songs and so there's a lot of parts where it's it, it's almost like billy joel was rapping in that song which is fucking weird <laughs> about as much he's as like he, he's like i could he's like, like Malcolm X, like I can't remember it anymore. But if I if I heard, if it, heard I it, sing it, it I could back. sing it verbatim right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's sitting there and he's just like riffing, 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 you know, just going through, going through, going through. And the the mom turns off the song to kind of indicate like, okay, I'm done listening to you. Yeah. And I keep going. I keep going mm-hmm. with the song all the way to the end. And she just looks back and she goes, how did you do that? And yeah. I said, that's just that's just me. That's what I do, you know. And this is like I'm nine years old at the time. And so um, radio was always something that was very, like I said, it's weird to say sexy. Yeah. It was sexy to me. It was it was my first love before I met my wife, you know, mm-hmm. like. And so 
paying homage to that and knowing what what it was and where it came from, I, I just I got enthralled in it. And so that I went to school. I learned as much as I could. And then I got out in the real world with all my accolades of being radio station of the year. And I had this awesome fucking tape for a resume Mm -hmm. and I fucking shop it around and don't hear anything nationally. And I shop it around locally. And I just remember talking to somebody here in town. I won't name the station. Um, The guy said, we can give you a six, a six month unpaid internship. And then we'll see if we want to bring you on. And I I said, are you fucking kidding me? I just Mm -hmm. went to school for four years. You got to be kidding me. I'm looking for a job. Pay me. Exactly. And I could have walked in and did everything that they wanted and more. And they still might have not given you whatever the fuck you want. And that's a waste of time, you know. So So my love of that and wanting to understand where it all began got me thinking like, hey, I'm going to be on Knowledge from the Couch podcast. Mm -hmm. I gotta, I gotta do something big here. I gotta come, I gotta come prepared. I gotta come, uh, come right. That's right. And yep. so, uh, and so, I thought, Kyle, today we would mm-hmm. talk about the father of radio. Is Let's that all right? It. Yeah, Is because right? I'm unfamiliar myself, so this will be a fun, okay, uh, exposition the other way, and let me hear a little bit of a story about because this. Because ninety nine percent of the time, you're gonna teach me today teach me today i'm going to teach you help me about the man who created (laughs) radio yeah i'm going to tell you right now it is not without um controversy Uh this is a very controversial controversial (laughs) fellow controversial controversial Mm -hmm. there's a lot of twists and turns i will tell you a lot a lot of your a lot of your shows have to deal with the underdog. Mm-hmm. This is not the underdog story, my man. This is the this is the this guy. is the fucking this silver is, this spoon. Is the, this is the douchebag. This is top. the guy with the silver ring. Mm-hmm. He's got the power. <laughs> he knows how to use it. He's the he man of the story. So, um, yeah, you want me to jump into this motherfucker? Tell me who we're talking about. All right, we're talking about G- Guillermo Marconi, and I'm going to tell you An right Italian now, I'm man. always going to fucking refer to him from as this point on Marconi. as Marconi, easy, because that easy. first fucking name is insane. Yeah. Marconi is the father of radio. Mm-hmm. Now, within saying that, we need to make sure that we, we, we get a couple of names out there, because radio was not invented by Marconi, yeah. not by any stretch of the imagination, because... Radio consists of scientific theory, mm-hmm. and a lot of guys had a hand of that. Um, James Maxwell, Heinrich Hertz, yep. um, Alexander Popoff, um, Edward Branley, and uh, uh, I'm going to fucking butcher this. It's an Indi- Indian physicist whose name is Jagdish Chandra Bose. Okay. Okay. So those are kind of the guys. Now- what sets Marconi apart from that is Marconi knew how to market radio. That's typically always who it is, right? It's never, yeah. it's almost never the guy who actually invents the thing. Sometimes it is, but 90% of the time, especially back then, like when I say back then, I mean in the 1800s, 1700s, even into the early 20th century, it was almost never about the guy who came up with something. It right. was the dude who knew how to sell it to right. everybody. And that became and so, the guy who yeah. became famous for whatever reason and so, so and we'll get into this a little bit james maxwell yeah um if you guys have heard of maxwell tapes mm-hmm. this is the fun thing is like you're gonna hear these names and you're gonna be like oh shit 
that's where it comes from. So Maxwell, who actually was like the recording pioneer, mm-hmm. everybody had Maxwell cassette tapes Those when tapes. we were younger, right? Yeah, if you ever go back, like, if you're too young and you're yeah. listening to this show, ask your parents fuck or somebody you older. First. Yeah, <laughs> first of all, fuck you, millennial. Stop <laughs> it. But if you're, I mean, if you're somebody who doesn't really, like, know what a VHS tape or a cassette tape is, yeah. find an older person who's your friend, say your parents or whatever, and go find a fucking v- VHS or a cassette, like, tape somewhere that somebody had and you'll look at it and it's a fucking Maxwell. More than likely it'll say Maxwell somewhere on yep. there. So that so that's you know, you get the names. Heinrich Hertz, Hertz. obviously we're gonna talk about the Hertz. It is the fucking frequency yep. equation, yep. correct? Yeah. Pretty impressive. So we all know that. Um the one that I really want to touch on that um we we probably won't talk too much about after this is uh JC Bose. Now JC Bose was a Is it Bose as in B O S E like the headphones. So and, you would and, think that. You yeah. would think that. I think the company actually paid homage named, to this named gentleman. Themselves. Mm-hmm. JC Bose was a like Tesla in, and correct. Nikola Tesla. He was yes. a uh he was a Indian, as in like Hindu Indian mm-hmm. physicist. Yep. Who was working with radio waves. Um and just like everything else, when it comes to science, we're looking for something else, but we stumble on this thing during right? our while we're looking. So yep. JC Bose actually was trying to use electricity and radio waves to show uh, this is going to be fucking crazy, but it's true. Yeah. To show that plants have feelings. Yeah. That's Try, what trying, he was trying, trying to, to find something by using his technology. Yeah, to and say, so that's hey. what he was trying to prove. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the here's the thing. A lot of what he was doing was showing that plants actually have resonance and frequency like humans do like like a living like, like mammal or yeah, breathing creature exactly. rather than a Th- plant or tree or whatever things that we know mm-hmm. now things that we take for granted now yep. pre-photosynthesis and yep. all that shit mm-hmm. so he goes and he delivers all of this information and actually shows some different concepts to the british empire yep and the british empire goes number one fuck that because plants are just <laughs> plants and number yep. two because you're, you're indian indian yep we're going to bury you. And so all of yep. his work. And by actually, the way, we'll probably end up stealing half your shit because yeah. that's what you do when so, you're the colonizer. Exactly. So all of his pan- all of his patents are negated on on all of this stuff and he gets buried. And yep. so it, it's it's a fucking tragedy because yep. that guy probably, if marketed right, would have been, would have been the guy who mm-hmm. invented radio. But he wasn't. Yep. Um. So that's where we're going to start with. Mark You'll find Cohen. that that's a pretty common theme if you listen to my show a lot. In history in general, especially, I mean, even today it happens, but it's not as common today because a lot of people with with the advent of the Internet, which is how you're listening to this, with the advent of communication as it is, it's pretty easy to like get your ideas out there and be the one responsible no matter who you are and where you are. But back in the day, it was like it really was about who you were, what you were, and what everybody else thought of you. And if you were somebody who wasn't basically some fucking white guy somewhere who had the money... You were fucked. Even if you were a smart cookie like this guy, he just got fucked over by yep. the British Empire, who at this point was, you know, controlling India. Yeah. And a, a smart dude is like, hey, look at all the shit I figured out. And they're like, by the way, A, fuck you, buddy. Get rid of you. B, uh, you are smart. We're going to steal your shit. Right. And then we're just going to make it ours. Right. You know? So and you get lost to history. Because so that is a that is a fantastic transition mm-hmm. to Marconi. So Marconi was born in 1874 in Bologna, Italy. Yep. Okay. Uh, we usually say baloney here in the United <laughs> States. You fucking Italians. Uh, I I love it though. Um, so like Kyle just said, 
the reason why success hits certain people and not other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, his father in Italy was a, a, this is all it said about him, a wealthy landowner. If anybody knows anything about Italy is it's p- picturesque. Yeah. It, it's grounds are fertile. Yep. And it's where Rome was. So you imagine the Roman Empire. Awesome. Yeah, so this Italy. guy, so yep. this guy owned land in Italy. So yep. by de facto, he's, he's doing okay. He's doing okay. He's in the top 1% at this point. And he must have he must have been doing pretty well because his wife, the mother of Marconi, was Annie Jameson. Mm-hmm. Annie Jameson is an Irish immigrant who came to Italy when she married Marconi's father. Yep. Um, does the name Jameson ring yeah. a bell? They for might you? be maybe the uh, the Scotch whiskey folk. The fucking I'm empire of Irish whiskey. Yep. It, they they are the, the very top same. distillers of and so. Do you think Marconi There's money had, coming from another source as yes. well? Yes. Do you think Marconi had any any a, a problems with money? Of, yeah, probably probably not. If I had to assume. So yeah. So so obviously with Marconi, um, he came from a very affluent background. Yep. Um, he did not do well in traditional schools. That uh, was one of those things where it's like I'm so rich, I, I don't can't, have to I don't fucking, have to fucking yep. do this. But mm-hmm. the parents were insistent, like let's fucking make sure that you do something smart with your life. Let's try to not make you some sort of billionaire baby that doesn't have to do Who anything just in his dicks life. Dicks around all day and just yeah. absolutely just sucks away and just dies. Exactly. Yep. So so um, they wind up getting tutors. Yeah. Um, the tutors, as rich people often do. Yeah, but they're a little on there. They were they went above and beyond. Not just like oh, we'll get you some like uh, fresh out of college student to tutor you yeah they got him they wound up getting noted physicists augusto uh Rigi and venenza uh vince jesus christ Vincenzo butcher them words man i'm, I'm all about that yeah um <laughs> so I, I put think of like having our like in the united states think of having like elon musk and neil degrasse Tyson. just come in and be your just fucking come in teachers, and be your fucking teachers yep. you yep. know um, probably not to that degree, but, but still, but still, they were very highly touted uh, physicists in, in yeah, highly Italy. regarded scientists yeah. for yeah. sure. And yep. so, um, uh, Marconi became fascinated with science, and he became enamored with the study of electricity. Yep. Um, and Come, it, becoming a big thing at this point. Yeah. In his and life. so the weird thing is, is that where he was from, um, actually has higher concentration of electricity in its atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's just a rare just phenomenon weather. where yeah. Bologna, Italy has a, a, a higher consistency. Yeah. Of it. And so it was it was kind of it was almost like fate. It was meant to be that someone from that area was mm-hmm. going to kind of break the bounds of that. Yeah. Um, and so he started reading up on someone named Heinrich Hertz. Yep. And um, in 1863, Hertz discovered electromagnetic waves um, as they move differently through frequencies, different frequencies. Yes, yeah, as you change the frequency of, right. you know, if we get really scientific, it's like the, the, the top of the wave to the next top of the right. wave. That's how frequent, the frequency, how frequently we, we pass it over a span of time, like over a, a second or right. a millisecond or a nanosecond, like... Hey, this is how many times we've crested a wave this many times. So, like, the longer it is, the uh, you know lower your frequency, the higher right. frequency, and so forth. And so, so, to a layman, you know, if if you you guys all remember the old uh, dial 
uh, radios, yep. Yep. you used to tune to different to frequencies. A certain frequency. You used to go from 860 to 1600 yeah, in in the hertz. A, in the AM, AM frequency, FM, you know, yeah, 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 yeah and exactly. 1400 hertz and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yep. So that's where it all comes from, and obviously. Like we said earlier, it's not just based off of one person. It's based off of many people. So Hertz's findings were based off of James Maxwell's theories in 1873. Yep. Many times that's how it goes, especially back in these days where science didn't move quite as fast yeah. as it does these days when people can't get a hold of their stuff. Somebody does something smart. Somebody hears about it at some point, reads about it from somewhere, and goes, oh, shit. They use their own smarts to right. go, oh, let me test this. And exactly. they go, oh, I found something exactly. else out. And that's why we publish papers and everything. It bounds and bounds and bounds till we and so, get to something. And so that's the funny thing is like in 1883, yep. it could have been story over right there. Yep. Hertz could have fucking taken his own shit and ran with it. But he was Hertz admittedly was just like, this is all I want to do with this. And yep. he moved on to something else. I know He's that like, this I is figured thing, out, but yeah. I figured out frequency. I'm good with this. Yep. And this so he just, he, just yep. per, he published it and let it just go. Yep. And so um, that's what's kind of neat, too, is Marconi started experimenting. Um, he used the English physicist Sir Olive Lodge's coherer device. Uh-huh. And uh, what that device did was it was able to detect the presence of radio waves through a tube of metal filings that would come together in the presence of waves. And so every time, you know, something out in the atmosphere would hit that, it would kind of take these metal filings in this in this glass tube and it would make them go together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, very rudimentary. Um, what Marconi was able to do with that is say, well, I want to see how often this happens or I want to I want to be able to manipulate that. So he yeah. actually took something like a little tapper or a little just a little bobber. And so every time those radio waves would would come together and they they would uh, cohere. Mm-hmm. That's where it comes the cohere, from. Yeah. The, the metal filings, that tapper would spring and it would hit that metal file, the, the metal filings and they'd shake off again and then it would start going again. And he's like, all right, I've, I've freaking figured it out. I can manipulate different things and 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 morris code was all you know th- this is the thing yep. that's kind of interesting is, is yeah mm-hmm. so the precursor um, to like yeah. spoken so, word so over. telegraph mm-hmm. it was all wires but what marconi had figured out is like all right i figured it out we don't need these fucking wires yeah, we don't everywhere. need to go analog to analog yeah. like a wire that like a string on a can connecting to right another can that says hey i, I put sound in something and it travels along a wire in whatever way the wave but it travels right. along a, a, a physical wire and reaches my other destination and then we exactly. interpret it this is over the air exactly and so that's air. that's where the, the the theory of the frequencies come from mm-hmm. and so after he was able to do that he was able to erect these antenna yep. on his estate and you really have to cr- uh, credit alexander popoff the russian mm-hmm. uh, because he was the one who figured out the whole antenna thing is like oh shit you use the, these antennas you ground them in the ground and now you have a way of receiving something and sending, and sending something, something yep. and and so he does that, yeah, and he's able to send something on his estate um, that is at first a mile away. Now think about that. even I mean still Back even the then, 18- late eighteen hundred impressive right eighteen hundreds, and he tells his uh, he tells his uh, apprentice or whatever you want to call him is is lackey and his brother, hey man, go a mile away. Set up this fucking pole. Yep. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to send you a Morse code, and you need to tell me if you hear. If it. you get it, and, and so tell brother, me what you got, and we'll confirm if you got the thing I sent to you. And so sitting here right now, we're talking into microphones. We're wearing headphones. Okay. Yep. We take this all for granted, but back then, 
the brother puts on the headphones. He's a mile a, a away. Rudimentary He's setup, a mile like, away. Yep. Hearing fucking static because here's the deal. <laughs> Frequently back then, you could not pinpoint stuff. Mm-hmm. This was just one big. It's just a big experiment. One big blur, just fucking right? whatever. We're seeing what hits. And all of a sudden, a mile away, he hears. That's pretty fucking nuts. He's and, probably just and shitting his pants. Marconi he's needs like, holy to, fuck. So Marconi <laughs> needs to know that this is good. They took a rifle with him. They fucking fired the rifle in the air to let Marconi know, you fucking did it, man. Yeah. You fucking did it. It's amazing. <laughs> and so and so after that, Marconi's like, All right. We're on to something now. I fucking got this. Yep. And so this is where this is where it gets kind of crazy. So mm-hmm. he uh he starts out doing that and he decides to go to the the government, the Italian government. Yep. And the, Marconi's like, guys, I'm going to blow your nips off. This <laughs> this shit is going to revolutionize this the world. Dope as fuck. Right? Watch this. And the Italian government goes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're not so interested I, in this. <laughs> I don't see a practical application. Which is funny because I'm jumping through the tubes in Super Mario. It's so funny to think that somebody could be like, we don't see a proper application when you're basically showing them fucking magic in yeah. front of their well, face. Well, that and think about all the goddamn wires that you have to run at this point exactly. in the world. Like, yeah. like you see old timey video or like pictures yep. of this time. And there's fucking wires everywhere for everything. And like, think, think about oh the God. old school telegraph. And actually, funny enough, like radio led into like wireless telegraph because ships would use telegraph a lot of the time to talk to each other before real radio. We're getting there. We're getting there. But old school telegraph, like old like telegraph before anything else, they'd have fucking ships that laid cable on the fucking bottom of the ocean. Like they'd start in New York Harbor mm-hmm. and they'd have a fucking cable behind them and then yep. just sail to London and be like, it's a cable. And they still do it actually for internet, which is funny enough. But internet's a yeah. whole different story. Yeah. But still, it's like lay a fucking cable. But someday just to we're going to get there other. with internet too. And exactly. That's, that's, that's going to that's what's blow great. everybody's fucking mind. Then the singularity will start. We'll all be in each other's brain. Oh shit. We won't need podcasts anymore because we'll all know that's right. what each other is thinking all the time. Get, Anyhow, get to it, Elon Musk. Get to it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. So no practical application in Italy. Dejected, he he goes to his parents. He's like, I know that. This is this going is to be big. Yeah. You know, I know that we can do something with this. And he goes, I know I can make a lot of money. So <laughs> we're already rich. But we we exactly. Fucking but rich. but I, I get the feeling that Marconi was the, the kind of guy who said, I do not want to ride on the coattails of my parents. Yeah. And I think his parents were also like, we don't want we want him to be his own man. It's mm-hmm. kind of like it's kind of like Inception. Yep. It's a great movie. It's a good movie. Check it out. So um, at age 10 year old movie, if you haven't seen it, go yeah. check it out. <laughs> at age 22, Marconi and his mother moved to England uh, and they look for investors. Now, remember, Jameson whiskey yep. has to be fucking big, not just in Ireland. Right. So but, yeah, internationally. Yes. Right. So you, you look at the connections of the Jameson name. And so the mom was able to kind of get him in front of the right people. Yep. And so very quickly, this is how being rich works. Hell yeah, hell yeah. yeah. You, you know people, and you're going to use those people for, yep. to 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 Further get what you want. It is. Exactly. Yeah. So with those connections, Marconi's able to find investors very quickly and start his own company, which is called the Marconi Company. Yep. Uh, coincidentally. Yeah. Interestingly um, enough, very creative. The the strange thing is, is that the the British Post Office is one of its main investors. Now, I didn't read too much into it. I don't know what their intentions were with that, but I think they they realized like there's something else here and we can certainly 
possibly use this to our yeah. advantage. We're and, not and, out anything if we yeah. start to get into yeah. something. Yeah, so like maybe this. they were just yeah. forward thinking to think like, mm-hmm. well, maybe we don't need to write things on paper anymore. Or you know, we like can, we can expand whatever yeah. it is that we do with yeah. with this. Yeah. So. Um, with the financial backing, obviously, he starts his company, and he's able to quickly show the merits of uh, wireless broadcasting. He's able to get a Morse code to travel 12 miles wireless. So, remember, when he was just dicking around on his house, he was just able to do a mile. mile now away. he's doing 12 miles. 12 times as far now. Yeah. Yep. And and so, by um, night, uh, excuse me, 1899, Marconi was successfully and routinely sending wireless uh, communication across the English Channel. And he was also able to uh, communicate with naval vessels and commercial ships um, that were equipped w- with his equipment. Because obviously, yep. he he started his own nobody, company. Nobody had this doing all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, it was all him. Yeah. Yep. So one of the one of the cool things was he got so good at it that he he got in front of the queen, and he's like, "Hey, queenie, I want to show you how good this thing is, and I want to show you how awesome this is." Yeah. And so he brings her in. He says, "I know your I know your son." is on that ship out in the harbor. Why don't you go ahead and send him a send him a message knowing that you're next to me? Yep. And she does it. And he receives something, he sends something back to her and she's just like her mind is just blown out of her fucking yep. head. She's just yep. like you're the fucking man. You're the guy. Let's fucking let's start making babies. Yep, that's and all then I Marconi need to became the king of the world. No, it didn't happen like that. <laughs> if only. Yeah. If only. But but it showed that like number 1 the dude knew what he was doing and number two he knew what he had in front of him yeah and the only obstacle right now was resources he realized that bigger is better and that's all that was holding him back was Mm -hmm. he he envisioned at this point in his career i could i could send something from this destination from this point in the on the world yep on the map and i could receive it here too yeah. I just need to fucking get some money. Yeah, you know, to build like, whatever I need to build. And you to think about that, like, yeah. yeah, you think about that, like, to get the capital it would take to actually do something that grandiose mm-hmm. back then yep. was pretty fucking pretty crazy, as, pretty astounding. Yeah. So, so in 1901, Marconi planned to show that he could broadcast across the Atlantic. Yep, transatlantic. A guy like who we were talking did this. about running those wires. Fuck those wires! Now we don't need them anymore. I can show you how to do this without any wires. A guy who fucking did this, like you said, a few years back, a mile. Yeah, and then twelve miles. Yeah, and then out to a, a, a certain points in the in the ocean, maybe fifty, sixty, seventy miles. Now this guy's wanting to go across the fucking ocean, two thousand plus miles, yeah. and he wants to just say, "Yeah, I can fucking do it. Watch me. Yep, watch me do it." And so that's the plan: is he's going to go from England to Cape Cod, Massachusetts, in the United States of America. Um, the summer prior, he was actually in the U.S. Um, and he setting w- his stuff up. I'm assuming he on was his he side. was setting yep. it up, and he was also he also showed the U.S. government like. Hey, you guys got a big fucking yacht race right now? Yep. Let me show you. I can cover this through Morris Code, you know, or, or by telegraph. And let everyone know. And let everybody what's know what's going on. How, yeah. Is the Avenger the one that's in the lead or is yeah. it the disseminator? You yep. know, like, or what, you know, maybe whatever ship fucking names. ship names up. <laughs> the Cockin' Boys or the whatever. The old boys yeah. shipped and the, yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yep. So 1901, that happens. Unfortunately, after several failed attempts, he has to set his sights a little bit lower, a little more attainable. So he decides to broadcast over 2,100 miles from Cornwall, which is like the southern, southwesternmost 
English state or country or whatever. It's, I don't know it, how yeah. the fucking things probably work a over part there. of like Wales some or some English guys yeah. are like I got goddamn it, Oi, mate. mate. Oh, mate, you, you <laughs> fucked up. You, you fucked, fucked up. It up. I know mate. what you're doing, man. Talking about yeah, my yeah. talking about my shitty accent. <laughs> bangers, bangers and mash, bangers and mash. So he goes from Cornwall to uh, New Finland. So here's here's where it gets fucking still crazy. quite a distance. It's it's 2,100 miles. That's a, that's a pretty good distance. Mm-hmm. But I I have to bring up the fact that this dude he was hell bent on this. Yeah. Okay. So he was gonna make it happen no matter so, what fucking. The antennas, transpired. the antennas. He's like, I can't fucking build an antenna high enough, big with the enough money to that make I got. this work. How do? Yeah. How am I going to get an antenna up in the air to where this is going to work? Mm-hmm. First thing, the first thing he does is fucking attaches an antenna to a balloon. Of course, yeah, because to cause raise that, it up there, mm-hmm. the balloon flies away. Yeah, well, whoops, whoops. <laughs> uh, can you imagine just My this fucking balloon gone. like driving by oh. and this goddamn gigantic fucking rod is just hanging off and like. What, what the, the fuck, fuck is, that? is this? <laughs> and so and so his his solution is to put it on a kite. Yeah. And the kite has a 500 foot tether. Mm-hmm. And actually to from what he says this does the trick. Now, this is where it gets kind of tricky because on uh December 12th, 1901, Marconi claims to receive a Morse code uh the letter S very faintly from the other side. Yeah. Beep, beep, beep. Of the Atlantic. I know that one. Three dots, right? Yep, three yep, dots. Three dots. So here's the problem. The the experiment since that point has been highly disputed. And there's yep. a couple of high points to that. Number one, atmospheric interference. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you kind of know how uh, waves, radio waves work, um, it the, the radio waves have to hit outer space, come back down to Earth, hit back, 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 you know, bing, yeah. bing, 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 mm-hmm. right? There's a lot of shit in between there, and that you're talking 2,100 yeah, miles. That joins of, that particular transmission. Holy yep. shit! Yep. There's a lot of shit out there. Um, the time of day, um, scientists since this point have come to a point uh, to say it, the time of day that he did was like the fucking middle of the day. Number one, you've got a lot of shit going on in the world, it, especially you know. I mean, there's not much difference between the two, you know, as as far as time zones go. Yeah. So number so usually at nighttime it's a little more quiet. Everybody though, knows these right? days if you want to pick up an AM radio station from far fucking away, it's nighttime. Do it at nighttime. That you do. Right? Mm-hmm. So yes, absolutely. So um the distance of the equipment. Yep. Scientists at this point said because of five hundred feet up an antenna and then on the other side he's just got this fucking antenna on a cliff tower waiting to receive yeah there's no there's no possible way way that he had heard that yep and and there's no way like we talked about earlier frequencies yep right now he's working with a broad spectrum he's it's basically saying i want uh i want uh ricky uh let's say i want justin bieber's song Mm -hmm. but i'm going to try to find it between uh uh 400 a.m and sixteen hundred yep. a.m. and I'm just gonna fucking and try everything to find in it. between there yep. is is coming in game. Yep. full full mm-hmm. on and so th- there's disputes there and finally the last one is uh, is Marconi was the only one that had heard the transition transmission yeah and so of course once it's only one person so you he's never the only one with the headphones on verify he's it. the one that's literally looking for all this sh- yep. for, for this yep and. He did it for three days. Yep. Now, now one of the things that you have to deal with three is, days to hear what might have been correct. And S, you know, and, that's it. And people have disputed like 
really the person Sounds on the other end should have been doing some random ass yeah. shit because yep. he was looking for the S, number yeah, one. So, exactly. Yep. And, and number two, he never let anybody else try yep. to hear it. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, is there's something called listener fatigue. Yep. That, and, and you guys, I'm sure everybody's yeah. done that before too, where someone, the best example is when you're watching a scary movie. Yep. Your your eyes are visually trying to find things, and your ears are trying to find things. Yep. Your ears perk up, almost, and they're trying to pick up separately anything. of your other sense. Correct. Yeah, they're trying to pick up anything. And so, think about for three days, you're sitting there on pins and needles, trying, waiting for the one thing that you need to find something. Yeah. Yes. And so, I think the I think a lot of scientists have said after those three days, he's like, oh, I fucking found the three. There it is. There it is. There it is. We did it. We did it. We did it. Yeah. We're going to Sizzler. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> you know, and so and so I think it's one of those. So whether things. or not he either A, imagined it like you're kind of uh, alluding right. to or B, he made it up mm-hmm. or maybe a combination of the two things to try to legitimize. But his but method. nonetheless, here's the deal. Marconi shows that the with the proper equipment, transatlantic broadcasting can be done. Yeah. Okay. Number two, he's proven it. Yep. He's been going back and forth over the English channel yeah. with with high enough antennas that it's to fucking it, working. To make it clear the, enough the to application find it. is practical. Mm-hmm. It's good. So after he claims that he has done this, yep. he gets financial backing to about three point five million dollars in, in, in today's the, time. Okay, yeah. Plenty. I wish I wish back I then because he's be yeah. fucking bajillion, right? Pretty good. But three point five is pretty damn good. So at this point, Excuse me. <laughs> Not I, even trying to go yeah. off mic. <laughs> nope. At this point, um, one could say the man is rich as fuck. Yeah, dude's rolling money. Well, yeah. he already was, but now yeah. he's even more. And so, rich. and so he's figured it out. Um, and so the Marconi company is the shit now, and and we're getting to the last half. So in 1909, Marconi is uh, is the recipient of the Nobel Peace Prize. For his findings in all of this, um, pretty impressive to be a fucking Nobel Prize winner. And Holy this is where it gets shit. really cool. This is this is one of the few things besides the next thing that we'll talk about that really kind of blew my nips off. Was um, he was the first ever person to win off of a practical application and not theoretical? theoretical. Every before then, it was all theory. It's all hey, theory I was came always up with this, and it's yeah. smart. Holy shit! He's like, I made something. Yeah, and that so works. And Look so he fucking proved that not only did he create something that it it worked it wasn't just theory it was it was real life this was really happening in this day and age now i want you to think back to this day and age we're talking about 1909 yep there's something that we would consider way more significant now than obviously they did back then there were two brothers yeah, Orville that, that and got, Wilbur, I am assuming is who you're referring to. They got fucking snubbed. <laughs> Marconi and one other, he actually shared it with another physicist. Yep. They won the Nobel Peace Prize over the Wright Brothers. The Wright Brothers. Inventing fucking air travel, which is, if not as significant, pretty goddamn close to, I mean, radio is It's a 1A1B. Yep. It's exactly. a 1A1B. Mm-hmm. And and so that's just it's it's kind of crazy, um, and and then and then this had to add the insult to injury for the Wright brothers the Wright to hear brothers, this yeah. because Marconi when he won the prize freely admitted during his acceptance that he still didn't understand his 
his invention, how it works. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. He's just like, give me a prize. He's though. like, I don't know how it works. I just know that it works, and it's making me a lot of money. I build it high and make it happen. Yeah. Give me a peace prize and some oh fucking my money, God. dude. <laughs> oh, my God. So, you know, but I, I think in a roundabout way, you know, the Wright Brothers, everybody knows the Wright Brothers. Yeah. Very few people. No Marconi. No Marconi. Yeah. You know, this might be the first time you guys are hearing about Marconi. And yeah. so, um, but one thing that, that I think probably, and, and it's funny that it happened after the Nobel Peace Prize, that probably showed that this was a a very significant, if not more significant than flight. At least at that point yeah. in time. Yeah. Yeah. So by this point, every uh, high-profile ship had Marconi's equipment and an operator yep. on the ship to do transmissions. They were called Marconi men. So, yeah, because so they create, had to be trained on the equipment. Yes, he yep. created jobs, and he created a monopoly. He was one of the first guys yep. to really create an electronic monopoly. Isn't that how it always monopoly. fucking goes? Like, yeah. The person who creates it is like, I have to have my own equipment, yep. and my and they're own all going to talk to each people, other. And, they're all, and it's my thing, and yep. they just create a fucking monopoly. Yep. And, yep. So, and so he employed a lot of people because every ship that had a Marconi product on it um, or instrument on it, um, it came with a man, and so fully I think staffed, that was the the case with the uh, the Titanic had a fucking Marconi man. That's that's where we're going. Oh right boy, now. look so, at me! We're on the same fucking literal so frequency. We most, are on the same frequency. Arguably, the most high profile application of Marconi's impact was the SOS message that was sent from the Titanic on April fifteenth. 20 or 1912 to the California. I think it was so the, the ship. They yep. at least tried to contact before the sink sh- uh, ship uh, before the, the Titanic sank, sank. sank. Yep. Um, the Marconi operator sent a, dist- a distress call um, that was in- intercepted by the RMS uh, Carpathia, the Carpathia. Yes. Um, that was also in the area and also equipped with Marconi's with a, equipment. You always had a Marconi man for and your so, equipment. Yes. And so the Carpathia, um, was able to come to its aid and rescue those 700 people. I want you guys all to think about the movie Titanic. Mm-hmm. Now think of that old withered bitch <laughs> that they spent three hours on and and realized that without Marconi's equipment and Marconi the man, that bitch would have drowned. She wouldn't have made it. She would have froze to death. She would Jack have still would have died because exactly. he, was a, he, was yeah. a poor, he was a poor kid and the poor people don't win ever in these stories. But yes. Hey. You don't fucking hide yourself <laughs> on a ship and expect bad things to not happen. To not happen. Okay? Okay. I, I was a stowaway, and now my ship is drowning. The unsinkable ship is sinking. Yeah. I should have seen this coming. I'm exactly. a poor, I'm a poor my uh, hubris. riffraff <laughs> uh, street rat. <laughs> it's my hubris. So uh, Street rat, so riffraff, I don't buy that. That was fucking Leonardo DiCaprio's. <laughs> That's an Aladdin reference for you old fucks, and we had exactly. that on we had that on VHS. So, um, one of the things that kind of came to mind too was, um, yeah, the, in like the New York Times or something like that, um, there was a satirical comic uh, comic that are, they were all the rage back then in the 1900s. Yep, um, it showed a depiction of Marconi and Poseidon um, exchanging um lives basically you know like marconi marconi was basically like exchange lives with the god of the sea yeah exactly and so marconi was revered at this point as like a savior he's like he he figured it out he made people who would normally have died on the same vessel he saves them he made travel safe well of course he would because if you were any time in the past i mean think about like even back to my columbus episode or anybody who sails the fucking ocean blue captain Mm -hmm. cook 
you're in the middle of fucking yeah. nowhere, yeah. and there's no way for people to find you. If you sink, you're all you're fucked. dead. You're all fucked. You're gone. The yep. end of it. Absolutely. Yep. Have fun even with if your you watery make, grave, Davy Jones fucking locker. Yep. Even if you survive the crash, you're still dead. Yep. You'll die. And that's 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 scarier. That was I think, a very just, real possibility yep. before Marconi came and, around. And this is probably one of the first applications of making the world a lot smaller. Yeah. And and. You hate to say that anybody profited off of the Titanic's demise. Yep. Marconi, Marconi was <laughs> the one guy that profited off of it because after that, it was it was fucking balls to the wall. Like, we all need Marconi yeah. devices. Had we, we all not need had a Marconi this. device on the Titanic, we wouldn't yep. have even saved anybody, yeah. all these people, you know. These and it also, it also opened up other avenues. So in the later years, obviously, after the Titanic happened, and Marconi really wasn't that old, you know. I mean, well, yeah, I think he died in, in his 50s, you yeah, know. he was born in, what, the 1870s, you said? By yeah, 1912, he's fucking 40 years old, right. barely. And, yeah, not an old guy. And so, yeah. so some of the other things that <laughs> that he was able to do. Beer. That's right. Um, some of the other things that he re- was able to do, he was um, one of the uh, original um, people that started up the BBC, mm. which a lot of people claim that, British Broadcasting Service is literally the first broadcasting service on the planet. Yeah. Um. There, uh, the Vatican, obviously, being in his old neck of the woods. Yep. Um, the Vatican radio network is the very first network that broadcast an actual spoken word mm-hmm. out there, and it was a fucking a Marconi him or something thing. like that. Yeah. And Marconi was the one that started that up. Um. And so Marconi returned to um Italy. It, to a hero's welcome, obviously. Yeah. After all of this shit. All the things going and, down. And, and he was balling out of control. Um, <laughs> to say that the man had a lot of money would be an understatement. Yep. So for the last 20 years of his life, he lived on a yacht. And As you should. To if you're put it in perspective, Italy. he lived on a yacht that was so big that he had a full-size lab to do his experiments in. He had 30 employees on this yacht. On the yacht with him. Yeah, and he named it the Electra. Of course, obviously, pretty dope name for a fucking right? uh, He named his yacht. daughter Electra. Um, he really he, liked that. <laughs> he had he had a wife in England. They got divorced. He moved back to Italy and married another woman. Um, and just to tell you how much of a like a, a player, like uh, high profile uh, primetime player he was, um, he and Mussolini were very close. Yeah. He Maybe did not, not the kind of guy you want to be close well, to, but of course it's and Italy that's the at the time. And, and that's it is the thing. what it is. He, yeah. he has been refuted numerous times to say, um, I didn't agree with Mussolini's politics and who he caroused with yeah. in the political scene, mm-hmm. um, but he really respected Mussolini uh, as a person. You yeah. know, and Mus- Mussolini, I, I, I'm sure somebody else could set me straight, um, but. Mussolini kind of lived two separate lives, you know. He was a dictator. He was kind of a bad fucking man. Oh, he's a bad dude for sure. Yeah, for sure. And but I think there's a Mussolini that Marconi saw, and 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 it was different, you yeah. know. And well, that's and, the way it is with a lot of these figures. There's and always... it sounds it sounds like he tried to actually persuade Mus. Uh, he tried to persuade Mussolini not to, to get do in bed what with he was Hitler. about to do, and then yeah. he said, "Fuck it, I'm going to do it anyway." Correct. Because of course, Mussolini has his own yeah ambition. Yeah, and everybody so. does, you know. And that's the thing that that it, that's important here is that um, I think in the later years, people sometimes vilify Marconi 
for being associated out with, Mussolini. with Mussolini. And yeah. you got to remember, it's fucking Italy. There's not a lot of high profile people in there. And it's not like you're going to let just common people after you've come back from initially. I mean, if he made three point five million dollars after doing the transatlantic, I can only imagine how much fucking money that guy had. If he was living on a yacht that had 30 people every single day, 365 days, seven days a week. Yep. Fucking at his beck and call. You know, that's a guy who's balling out of Dude's control. Dude's got money. That. Dude's he's, got he's, shit. He's rich as fuck. Mm-hmm. So, um, kind of segueing out of that, in 1937, Mussolini died from a heart attack. Or Mussolini, Jesus Christ. Marconi died yeah. of a heart attack. We know how Mussolini fucking died. Yeah. And it was not yeah. nearly as nice as a heart attack, so for sure. So, obviously, by this point, we've already talked about this. Um, numerous broadcasting stations have opened up worldwide off of Marconi's devices. Yep. Um, they're they're broadcasting radio. They're doing music. They're doing spoken word. They're doing talk radio. All this shit. Yep. Um, and so when he died, all of the radio stations around the world suspended their broadcasts. Oh for, boy. For two minutes, all of them. Pretty impressive. For two minutes of of just silence in honor of Marconi. Pretty impressive. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Now, have that much veneration among a lot of different people. Now, we talked about at the beginning. Yep. You'd think that this would be the end. This is not the end of the story, my <laughs> friends. We've got one little little section left. Yes. And it's, it's, it's an intriguing one right now because of who else is in play here. Mm-hmm. Now, we said that radio obviously did not just come from one man. It came yeah. from a consortium of people. It, as most things do, yeah. Exactly. Many people involved. There's one person who is technically American that should have the right to call themselves the father of radio. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, around the same time as Marconi, there was one person who was doing this same thing, if not earlier, and his name was Nikola Tesla. Yep. And Tesla had migrated to the United States around this time and was performing experiments with electricity and radio waves. Mm -hmm. Now, it, arguably much smarter than fucking Marconi, for arg- sure. Arguably. Also here's, a fucking weirdo, so. Yes, and so here's sure. one of the things that he did just, and, and this is the thing that boggles my mind. Mm-hmm. In practical application right off the bat, yeah, the guy created a radio-controlled boat and was, and was driving this radio-controlled boat in Manhattan Harbor. Tesla? Tesla yeah. was, yeah. Just going nuts. He, he made the first RC boat, the first RC... When More you than say, just, just when transmitting you say a couple words. Radio or dots controlled. Here and there. Did, did you hear that? Radio controlled. Radio <laughs> controlled device. Yep. He's wirelessly driving a little toy out in the harbor. Mm-hmm. How this didn't blow people's fucking minds at that age is beyond me. Yeah. And I think it's because of back then there was a lot of smoke and mirrors. P.T. Oh, yeah. Barnum, all that shit, Every, where they're just like, oh, there's yeah. got to be something in the water that's controlling this, yeah. and this this for, asshole's for, just standing yeah, there doing something. for every 10 cool things you saw, probably seven or eight of them were fucking bullshit. And, and like you one said, or two were, the guy's you know, fucking legit. nuts, yeah, right? Well, yeah, he's so, just a weirdo. Yeah, yeah. They are probably like, oh, there's Tesla again, just, just being, being fucking, fucking Tesla, crazy, just yeah. being fucking nuts. So, yep. um, unfortunately, in 1895, right about the time that Marconi's putting his patents in Britain up, and getting his shit done. Yep. Tesla's putting his patents up. Ugh. <laughs> There's a huge fire at yeah. his lab in New York. And when I say huge, this motherfucker's lab burnt to the ground. <laughs> everything made of wood back in these fucking days. And everything went up. Yep. Everything was gone. 
um, which effectively ruined his work, obviously, and his patents were voided. Yep. So in 1900, Tesla decided, I'm going to fucking give this one more go because I know even though Marconi's getting some fucking dap over there, yep. I'm going to show the Americans that we have the superior system. So in 1900, Tesla decided to spend all the rest of his fucking Everything money. Everything he's got left. This is his because, last shot. Because Tesla, by and large, was an insanely genius creator. Oh, for sure. But he did not know how to market for a shit. Well, no, yeah, because so, he was just a weirdo by himself. Yeah. He was smart as shit, but right. he just and couldn't so, push and so it over the top. That's the difference is Marconi yeah. was able to go out and get the money. Tesla was always very introverted and like, oh, I'll just fucking do it all myself. And so he spent all of his money erecting this gigantic broadcasting antenna on Long Island, and then he ran out of money before he could broadcast anything. Yep. And so that's what really had he did not him run in. out of fucking money, he might have been the yep. guy. Yep. Or if he had somebody who could fucking put it out there. Yeah. That's why Edison's always uh, contributed more than Tesla because Edison knew right. how to fucking market himself. Right. Nah, Tesla just couldn't couldn't figure it out. And so 1937, Marconi dies, and then. A couple of years later, Tesla dies. Yep. And then in 1943, shortly after both of them die, yep. the U.S. Patent Office uh, reverses what they did, and they actually recognize Tesla's, Tesla's patents again, um, pretty much effectively saying, okay, you're the father of radio yeah. and not Marconi. But by this point, the damage had already been yep. done. Two Marconi minutes, two had already been late. revered. Yep. They fucking did two minutes of silence for the guy when he died. And Tesla got swept way under the rug. At least at this point. Until just recently. Until now, yes. Because we've got kind a of recent we've, boom and yeah. Mm-hmm. And and so now he's starting to be revered as that's a, very, a good lesson in history. Good, Sometimes but, things are cyclical and things will come back around at some point. But that's the thing is I don't think you'll ever ever hear Tesla be revered as the father of radio. It's yep. always going to be Marconi. Yep. And so that, they both you know, have their place. Like I now. said, hopefully this this story was not something where everybody's like, uh, fucking tuning out of this. This is bullshit. <laughs> I I find that story it's to be interesting. very interesting. S- certainly. Yeah. yeah. And, and the fact that there's so many layers to it. Like I said, you start out with a fucking physicist who is just trying to test practical, practical theory all the way to somebody who's bawling out of control on a fucking yacht for 20 years. Yep. To a crazy man a who sits crazy in a lab guy. who who is, is just as smart and knew everything yeah. that was going yeah. on and probably could have been the guy had he not just been nuts and yeah. fucking weird and unapproachable because nobody wanted to work with him, but he was so fucking smart. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. I see kind of why uh, why nobody, but he was just a fucking genius beyond reason. Yeah, and yeah. let this be a lesson to you kids. If you don't have fucking uh, somebody to advertise or, or do anything for you, you're not going to look and get your shit recognized because... And it's the same thing like Elon Musk. Elon Musk, by all means, isn't like a super genius by right. any means, but guy knows how to fucking market himself. He knows himself. how to sell shit, yeah. He knows how to sell shit, and that's why everybody knows his fucking yep. name and why Absolutely. he's probably going to be the guy who goes to Mars before anybody else yep. does. And it's like, Jesus Christ. Well, and the, the one last thing I want to bring up is that if if you ever go on YouTube and you type in uh, Marconi, yep. they have documentaries on him. I challenge you... Any any documentary that's over five minutes, challenge I, chal- I challenge you challenge him. to find a documentary that doesn't, when they're talking about electricity and uh, Marconi's um, astonishment with it and all that shit, yeah. to not see a picture of Tesla at in some, his fucking lab doing his <laughs> electrical experiments. At some point during it. Yeah. yeah. 
exactly. Because because it's almost synonymous. Where Tesla is revered as this mad scientist who always. You, you, you see that iconic picture where he's sitting underneath a fucking orb in his, you know, the yeah. coil, he's just the a Tesla fucking, coil, yeah. and there's 15 foot sparks lightning of lightning sparks going off. Of, yep. You will find that on every single Marconi video that's out there because they're just synonymous with each other, you know? And I guess Tesla's broke ass finally got the last fucking laugh. He probably did. In it, the end. Here. And at some point, that's the thing is, is I, I think that podcast in general is the next vestige of radio yep and to not understand how radio started and where where it began and and how it was created and how we got to and this who point. did it yep would be a travesty it's a and disservice so I hope that to... this is one of those episodes where people walk away from this and they're like all right man you fucking you showed me something that i didn't understand and hopefully it's something where um, you maybe research a little bit more on it and see yeah. how deep it goes. Like I said, that that J.C. Bose character, now I want to fucking research him because I didn't, like I said, they didn't talk about Bose when I was in high school or yeah. college. But now that I know, I kind of want to see what else he did. It sounds like that guy was an incredible physicist, you mm-hmm. know? So it, that might be one that I, I look at, and maybe we come on and we talk about J.C. Bose at yeah, some point. Yeah, maybe at some point. This this is a pretty good uh, uh, exercise in, in the the meta of the entirety of just this show and this format in general, because I think you're right when it comes to podcasting. If you are a person sitting across from each other on mics, I mean, this isn't exactly radio like you remember it, but it is it is like a a very close resembling cousin to radio. Yeah. We are speaking on mics. We are wearing headphones. We are recording wavelengths and we are recording yeah. the sound in these microphones and they will that's eventually all, be that's transmitted all it is. to people's ears. It's that's all it is. all it is. It's it is. just fucking wavelengths between mm-hmm. what my voice is doing and, and your what ears. you hear. Yep. Wherever you are out there. Mm-hmm. That's, that is what is aston- astonishing mm-hmm. to me it, after I have my, my third beer of the night. <laughs> It it just amazes me that we're able to sit, like you said, we're able to sit here. We're able to do this. We're able to make this happen no matter where yep. you're at in the world. And now it, it doesn't even have to be live. You might, you know, this is this is early November in America. Yep. Early November in, in 2018. In 2018. Mm-hmm. You might not listen to this for another year. Yep. But it's still there. It's still going to resonate into your earbud, into your eardrum, mm-hmm. my dulcet tones, dulcet tones, dulcet tones, <laughs> and I, I don't know. It's it's just it's, it's super it's cool. Cool to think about. It's super cool. That should be the whole point of this podcast too. Like we talking about, you know, meta. It's the whole point of this show should be. You're not going to learn perfect, wonderful, you know, textbook, educational, high school, college level history from this show. Maybe you will learn something, but. This isn't something where you take this and go, this is my education. It should be something that that piques your interest. You learn something cool or new about something that you either didn't know something about or maybe you had a real basic understanding and now you get a little bit more. And then, like you said, it should trigger the the response to say, hey, I want to look that thing up. Yeah, like, let me more. look this up now because we live in an age where there's no excuse not to or being unable to find more information about the stuff that you're interested in. And there's Have just so much for shit. Knowledge. Yeah, there's so much shit just laying out there waiting for you to consume, waiting for you to look at and put in your brain that you're you're not going to be worse off for fucking knowing more than you did the day before. That's the whole point. And I hope really 
that this extremely long, and we're well, 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 well over an hour now. Oh shit, we're doing it. This is the this is going to be the longest episode of the podcast for sure, and it may always be. Who I knows? did it. We did it. We did it, buddy. <laughs> we did it. We yeah. did. <laughs> you did a lot of the work that you did a whole bunch of heavy, whole lot of heavy lifting. And I appreciate that. You you fucking knocked it out of the park today. This is excellent. Thank you. I would say if you wanted to even just guest host at some point, do your own. I would fucking oh, let fuck, you, fuck that. I would let you do it, and I would upload it, and I would no be way. proud to do so. No way. But yeah, I think it's just the the point is you know find the stuff that you're into. Just like Aaron loves fucking radio, he told me a story for 45 straight minutes about radio, and I was in it the whole way. You know, I learned new things, too. Like, I knew about Tesla, but I didn't know who fucking Marconi was. I never heard of the guy, of course, you know, and now I know, and I won't forget anymore. (laughs) And I hope that some of you who are listening learn something fucking weird and new, too, especially because you're listening to this in a format that is basically the the, the next iteration of, of what we just talked about in radio. So... That's the whole point, and it, it's kind of tough to to outro the thing because I keep rambling on. But I think, I think that's a good place to stop the podcast. You know, it stop is, the story. Definitely. I think we did pretty, we did a good service to, uh, today. Absolutely, for sure. Uh, yeah, guys, that's the end of episode fifty. Holy shit, we went forever. Um, you probably felt like you listened to 50, 51, and 52 <laughs> the entire you break time. break it up. I don't give a shit. Oh, we're Whatever, not going man. to. People are going to listen to this whole fucking thing good. straight through, and they're going to. I hope they do. I hope they do too. And if you want to continue listening to the show or your friends, say say your friends have never listened to this show before or you're somebody who's new to the show themselves, this would be a pretty great episode to put on to somebody because you get two dudes just talking about fucking something interesting in history. If you want to do that, look everywhere that podcast apps are. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, fucking Spotify, uh, Stitcher, every single thing that allows you to access podcasts. You can find this. Search Knowledge from the Couch podcast. You will find Everything from this episode all the way back to episode one of Teddy Roosevelt. If you've got something interesting in your mind or maybe you're just looking for something interesting to trip your trigger, like look through the catalog, find something. I'm sure I've covered something that you like at some point. Uh, You can find me personally. This is the plug section of the show. You can find me personally on Twitter at Kyle Steinhauser. You can find the show at The Couch Pod also on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram um, at Kyle F. Steinhauser. The F is for fucking awesome. Um, I just posted a picture uh, before this show, and I, I will, we'll take some sweet selfies, too, that, to show the prove that we did this together. That's right. Um, and you'll see those there as well. Follow me there. It's not that interesting, but I wish you would. Um, <laughs> search Knowledge from the Couch podcast on uh, Facebook. You can find us there. I post everything every week uh, having to do with this show. It's how I uh, developed a little bit of a fan base on Facebook. It's how I was able to get a hold of people like Aaron and uh, Carissa who made art for me that I still use. It's a use. beautiful picture. Yeah, she's pretty fucking talented. Yeah, she, she is. Good for her. I was so happy when I when I did it. It was worth every red cent that I good. paid for that thing. Good. So, um, by the way, support your artists that do good work for you. That's a whole That's a whole other thing. Um, speaking of that, you can find me on Patreon, patreon.com slash Kyle has a podcast. If you'd like to support the show, I am talking to a man who is part of my patron community. It's uh, going super strong right now, <laughs> but if you'd like to join it, um, there are a lot of rewards and stuff and I'll continue to get that stuff worked on. So you guys yeah. get everything um, pretty soon. But I mean, you know, Dude, $12 if, a year is fucking nothing. 12 bucks a year I, you know, for I had, uh, I had, hundreds of hours of my content. After I had you on this second round of times for yeah. my show i i started thinking to myself and i'm like i fucking spend more on coffee in a week 
than what I am not spending on my one of my best friends. Yeah. For an entire year. I'm and honestly, I I'm an asshole because I should be doing like the twenty dollars a month thing or yeah, something. You, know? don't, you don't go that far unless you really maybe, feel like maybe it. Maybe five dollars a month. But, yeah. But honestly, like guys, please go onto that Patreon and and sign up. It's twelve dollars a month at your base. Yeah. That's nothing. It's you know? not much. And yeah, that's you go gonna to help John's you co- once, and that's yeah. all. It and is. that's yeah. gonna cover a lot of your administration fees. Yep. Yep. You know, especially if, is not entirely free. Especially if like four or five more people yep. sign up, dude. Mm-hmm. That's it's gonna cover everything. Covers everything, yeah. and I don't have to do a damn thing. You get the same amount of content. I'll send you shit. Like you'll be, uh, you'll feel like you're really a part and of even supporting the show. Oh, I will. Oh, Fuck I will. <laughs> Say you will, but never do. It. And never, never deliver. That's right. But pretend I did. That's right. Exactly. Your voice is enough. <laughs> Uh, you can find Aaron on uh, Facebook. Uh, you can search for him. He probably won't be your friend, but maybe he will. But you can find his video cast at the All Things Action uh, video cast. He posts pretty regularly. Uh, I'd say weekly, if not pretty close. Yeah, we to let that. everybody know when when shows are about yep. to drop or anything and, that's and, fucking crazy. And search for that know? channel, All Things Action on on YouTube. That is where yeah. he hosts his show. Absolutely. He puts a lot more work into his than mine oh, because because uh, video editing is fucking hard. And all I have to do is do sound. You have to do sound and video, which is a well, whole another bag of fucking cats. And you put shit on a green better. screen. It's pretty impressive in my because uh, all I got to do is look at this fucking thing and I just export it. And put shit together, and it takes me an hour, and I've got a fucking show. And I'm kinda, that's easy. I'm kind of jealous in that it's, regard. It's, I was a smart one going after the podcast, and yeah. you should have been too, Mr. Radio. You should have been straight here. Yeah. But it's more fun for like you and your your son and daughter to be on the camera. Kids, the kids love the kids YouTube. Fucking they love, love YouTube. YouTube. Honestly, I'm not a child, and I love fucking YouTube yeah, as too. well. It's too. pretty great. So find him there. Uh, we will obviously continue collaborating uh, throughout time as long as we both do this thing because it's easy. It's just both in our wheelhouse. Of course, it will continue to do so. So, guys, I hope you enjoyed episode 50 of the Knowledge from the Couch podcast. This is Kyle, a.k.a. Kyle, and Aaron, a.k.a. the father, the dad from All Things Action Podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to this. Um, you, This is not the last time that you've heard his dulcet tones in this show. I can fucking guarantee that. So guys, please, 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 please live long and prosper. All right, guys, see you later. Bye.